So, Dr. Thakurajan, of course, the BJP also says that they provided not for winning elections, but only because they were looking at the kind of hardship people were going through during the pandemic. And of course, post facto, we experts and election watchers, uh, people like us, are saying that obviously people benefited from or being beneficiaries of those schemes, and so they voted for the government. I just want so to. I, I, I say, I, can I just interrupt? Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Yes. Then look at people what they do after the government compared to what they do before after the uh, elections compared to what they do before the election. That would be my point, right? We won the elections. Then we came and said to stimulate demand and for, fulfill my electors, uh, my chief minister's pledge. We spent almost twenty thousand crores in additional spending compared to the budget that was laid by my predecessor, who put in an interim budget in February. After spending twenty thousand crores more than he would have ever dreamt of spending for these reasons, I still brought the numbers in. Better than he had envisioned them when he did not know there would be a second wave or a third wave or a, or a flood, you know, rain, rainfall worse than 2015. That's what administrative competence is, right? So I agree. Any anything can be twisted anyway, but it's what you do when you know what they used to say, right? Character is about what you do when no one's watching, right? Values are about what you do when there's no election on the line. When there's an election on the line, of course, everybody does, you know, what they think will be. So there's another thread I want to pick up from what you said because you seem to indicate the reason why BJP appeals to many in the Hindi belt is because perhaps of lower education levels. But sir, right in your neighbourhood in Karnataka, we see the BJP doing really well. No, 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 well no, 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 no. Sorry, madam, I, I don't want you to put any words in my mouth. I said I cannot understand how in the Hindi belt these guys keep getting re-elected. Right? Somebody who had wrought. Demonetization. Somebody who had wrought an ill-planned and dramatic lockdown with the consequences of that. Somebody who had wrought the impact of GST implemented without proper planning and a pilot study and a you know parallel track on MSMEs. How those people get re-elected again and again? I can't fathom. So now I'm looking for explanations, and and I'm trying to find maybe one of the explanations is that the lowest income levels and the lowest per capita Education levels are highly correlated with this outcome. I'm, I, I don't have any proof. I don't know anything. As I said, I said also there's a second alternative that I as know. bad as the performance looks compared to me, it may be that they are the best of bad choices. I don't know. I just don't have enough data. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. So I'm not. I'm not implying that only. Uneducated people work on that. Please don't. Uh, uh, no, don't no, I know, I know, I know, sir. I know. I don't want to get you into trouble, and that wasn't the objective. I just wanted clarity, and and the clarity which I want is, you seem to suggest perhaps that there is a. There is a problem with the opposition's narrative. Uh, I mean, many people are pointing that out. So I wanted to ask you, since you, even though you say that you're, you know, you're concerned with your state, and you, you know, as 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 a political person watching, and of course, 2024 is going to be a big thing for you all. So, what do you think is lacking in the opposition strategy when taking on the BJP? I don't. I don't know. You know, I, I can only talk to my understanding. My understanding is that the notion of national politics is frayed. It was fraying already. That's why you had probably twenty-five, thirty years of coalition governments 
before you saw the simple majority which came as kind of a shock to the system in 2014 and then by 2019 uh, i mean and i have not i not expressed this before so just uh, stick with me while i think it through so sure. in in the extent of diversity in india is so high from state to state in education in per capita income in culture in food in everything in language it is very rare it, no no it's it's impossible to run a national party that is internally consistent think about it the bjp is for and very comfortable with beef in goa and in the northeast people can get killed on suspicion of carrying cows in uh, up and madhya pradesh how are they consistent with each other right the bjp is not for imposing a kind of uh, one size fits all in uh, uh, you know trying to hindu the the northeast but in other places they say hindu rashtra so what i'm trying to say is it is not in the nature of humanity and certainly of a country the size of india which i think it was the economist who once said india is a continent masquerading as a country right how many countries have this scale of population with this much diversity in every dimension so the notion that there is a standardized policy or standardized approach that fits 1.4 billion people of such great diversity inherently is a fallacy in my opinion if you see the history of the world as governments have evolved as economies have developed as people have become richer they want greater and greater local self governance they want greater and greater devolution of powers to the nearest elected body that is you know in their reach if you look in the uk right all the town planning and zoning and all is done by the local council if you look at china the mayor of shanghai runs the police the schools the industrial permits the pollution everything if you look at the us where i lived for 20 years from alcohol policy to sales tax to income tax to police to school board to everything is run by the village or the county you are not even reach the state now so this is the name you look at switzerland the canton decides on your application for permanent residency or citizenship because you have to fit into that community right where you going to live so here you have the history of the world devolution of power greater and greater devolution closer to the people is how countries develop we started in the wrong place we started because there was no country like india in a culture that was thousands of years old had been many little kingdoms big kingdoms this they you know this invader that invader so we are creating the notion of a nation and therefore they needed to uh, kind of empower the union much more than the periphery though they said they are not you know superior and inferior levels of government they are parallel levels of government right and what does it say india is a union of states that's what it says even though the, the bifurcation of powers is not that uh, balanced on near the rest of the world now you have a situation where an already bad problem which got exacerbated by the 42nd amendment in and uh, uh, during the emergency where they moved a bunch of crucial subjects into the uh, concurrent list is being completely uh, what can i say uh, made incendiary by a union government that is flouting all constitutional norms all these things and wants to run everything from ports to uh, dams to highways to education to you know literally telling you what food to eat what language to speak all of this stuff this will not end well it's doomed to fail there's no other outcome it is doomed to fail the question is how long does it continue 
and how much deprivation does it result in? And I think if you want to look for a classic example of unlimited power, very poor execution leading to a conflagration, you don't have to look very far down south past Kanyakumari to see what has happened in Sri Lanka. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen here because India has still got some kind of devolution and the states are still doing something that is different from each other. And there are still states that have hope. There are still states where there's growth. There are still states where there's jobs being created. So it's not that bad. But my, my overarching concern is that more and more of this power is concentrated. The money, the power, the decision, the design is concentrated in a place where they are not capable of executing. I'm sure you've read the CAG reports on Swachh Bharat and Krish Kalyan and all that. Every single year, they cannot spend the money. And even if they spend the money and build the toilet, well, it's the local body that has to make the water flow to the toilet. How many toilets do you know that can operate without water? If you build a toilet and you can't supply it with water, is it worse than not having a toilet at all? Right? In Bihar, you've read those case studies where they send the money for the, you know, for the whitewashing of the school and the school can't use it because they have a, a, a thatch, a thatch school. It's not, it's not a, a paka building to whitewash, right? So, and, and, and the, the ultimate bottleneck, in my opinion, the ultimate bottleneck comes down to effectively, there seem to be only one or two decision makers in Delhi, right? And if there are only one or two decision makers, nature cannot tolerate that kind of vacuum. And so what happens is that the officers of the PMO start making policy to feed. No, no human being has the bandwidth to process infinite amounts of information. So we are now getting less and less of the advantages of a democracy where a million voices are heard. Decisions are made close to the people whose lives are affected by those decisions. And the collective wisdom results in the outcome. Right? And you do it at the, you know, the, the nearest to the level people it needs to be. In, in, in the village of Amherst where I lived in, in uh, Williamsville where I lived in the U.S. for some time, the school board had a different syllabus than the next town of Amherst. Here we're saying, no, no, NEP, Delhi will tell us how the school should run. Well, in Tamil Nadu, the average education level is plus two graduate. In Bihar, it is elementary school dropout. Why should the same element, why should the same education policy equally fit both these populations? It doesn't make sense to me. So my, my concern is not about elections. Elections are elections. I mean, I don't know who will line up with who is it. You know, I'm just saying that results matter. In fact, I'll go the other way. Yes, I'm a fourth generation Trevidian. Yes, my great grand uncle was one of the people who put his money up and signed the papers, was the vice president of the South Indian Liberal Federation that became the Justice Party. My grandfather was uh, chief minister and last president of the Justice Party. My father was DMK long-term member, speaker, minister. So I am in this space. But if the results have not been what they are, if the results have been failure after failure after failure, it's not clear that the Dravidian movement would have lasted 100 years. And certainly I would not say, let me come and add to the failure. For this, at least I could have done other things with my life, not come here. So it is the outcome that determines. If somebody else had a better model, a better philosophy, a better you know, execution plan that showed better results, then I'm okay. I say, okay, maybe I should change my mind. Maybe I should learn from you. Maybe I should change my approach. But when your results are getting worse and worse and worse, 
then I don't understand how people keep saying, okay, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. That's that's the part I can't figure out.